Yo, yo, peace and blessings to the world. It's your boy Mike Ford with the Funny But Facts podcast. Stay tuned. I'm pretty sure I got a good episode for y'all. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Once again, it's your boy Mike Ford. It's the Funny But Facts podcast, the first installment, first ever episode, first part, whatever. Whatever words you want to put there after first, this is the first. You feel me? It's been a long time coming, and pretty glad to be here giving you a few of my thoughts and, you know, speaking on current events, whether it's sports, politics, music, whatever the case may be. You know, so bear with me as I... Bear with me and grow with me, I should say. You know, let's let's grow together in this. You, you know... That's the best that's the best way anything gets done by growing together. <laughs> Alright, so where to start? I think it's safe to say everybody knows where I should be going with this first segment. It's probably gonna be the only segment to be honest, because I feel like I have a lot to say on this. But um Yeah, so speak about a one Sir Robert Kelly. Better known to the world as the Pied Piper of R&B, Mr. R. Kelly. Now, over the weekend, Lifetime Networks showed a docuseries entitled Surviving R. Kelly. And it's pretty much been making its wave throughout the entire fucking world. Like, I don't, I don't know what one person in America hasn't seen this docuseries this weekend and it's pretty it's pretty you know for for if you didn't know about R. Kelly already and you didn't know what he was about or or the stories that they they were you know pretty much putting out there for him over the last 20 years then everything that you would have heard today or excuse me during the weekend or whatever pretty much would have been shocking to you but you see to to niggas who knew and to niggas who who understood not well not understood you know what he was doing but understood what what this media is like how this media plays people and how this media portrays people regardless if they're if they're fucked up or not we have to understand that these stories aren't new. Like these stories aren't something that's that's all of a sudden trumped up in 2019 or 2018 for that matter. You feel me? These are these are 20, 25 year old stories, and it doesn't. And that's not even me saying, oh, because it's two decades old, it should be over. Nobody should care. That's me saying it's two decades old, and it's a shame that y'all are just now starting to care. Because if the same if the energy was kept for R. Kelly since two thousand four when he first had the sex tape trial, then I'm pretty sure he would have been canceled, been muted. So the fact that y'all still like I'm not matter of fact, let me just not even say y'all because I'm as guilty as everybody else who's listened to his music since his career began. If 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 we didn't get him out the paint over these last fifteen years don't try to get him out the paint now because one, it's not going to work. He's too ingrained into black culture. You feel me? R. Kelly, R. Kelly is almost black culture if you think about it. 
when you listen, when you name some of the biggest artists in black music, he's pretty much quintessentially at the top of that list. You feel me? It's pretty much kind of Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, R- Whitney Houston, R. Kelly. You feel me? That that's just what it is. He is he is R and B. He is black music. He is black culture. So the facts the fact that not only did he cook for about fourteen about ten to fourteen years before he was even caught the first time, but he continued to cook for another fifteen years after. The man's dropped the man's had I don't even know how many number one hits since the first the first sex tape incident. And for people to just now be outraged about it really shows more about where their mindsets are as opposed to the people who who's been known and kind of been already labeled him as this sexual predator that everybody all of a sudden is starting to label him as. See, let's... To 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 really get into this, let's go back to the beginning. That sex tape. I was about maybe eight or nine when that sex tape came out. Now, the way I seen it was, <laughs> alright, the house I was growing up in had like this door that led into the living room, but also it was it cut off the living room from a bedroom. So when when the the tape dropped i remember that little that little partition whatever you want to call it was closed but because it had little blind slits in it so of course naturally the living room always has the biggest tv in a black household if if your living room ain't the biggest tv in the house and your living room tv ain't the biggest tv in the house then you must not got a tv in your living room because it's always the biggest tv anyways moving forward um, so, yeah, it w- it was, it's not like I walked right up to the partition and just stood there and watched. Nah, I stood, I stood back far enough to not get caught, but also close enough to see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Best believe that. So, when I seen his face pop on the screen, aside from, aside from being nine and, and witnessing titties and pussy or whatever, when I seen his face on the screen, the first thing that popped into my head was, yo, is that R. Kelly? And then that's when I just lost interest in it because I was nine. Nigga, everything else was more important than that. Nigga, Pokemon was on or some shit. I don't even know. But so that was about maybe what, oh, three-ish? Oh, you feel me? Oh, four-ish around there. So from the, from around then, if, especially if you've seen the tape earlier and and you were old enough to comprehend what was going on, you already knew that R. Kelly was some type of freaky ass nigga. Cause this nigga was out here, one of the possibly the biggest R and B star of the time, and you out here putting out sex tapes, dog. Like, you you some weird freaky nigga, be like for real. So, all right, now that's. Now the sex tape thing is out the way. So moving moving into being an adult and understanding things now. When you hear when you hear comedians telling jokes about R. Kelly peeing on other girls, 
peeing on little girls, I, I should really say, peeing on little girls, is one of those things where it's like you you don't know whether or not if you could separate the reality of reality of the truth that that was or take it as a joke because it's being told by a comedian now granted you should always take something with that series of accusations you know to heart you should always do that because at the end of the day these are people's daughters that we're talking about but my whole my whole issue with this R. Kelly situation now is simply that everybody I feel like everybody fake cares. I don't I don't think people really truly care about about sexual assault or sexual misconduct or anything like that, rape, pedophilia. I don't think people truly care about it the way that they're expressing to the world. You see, social media has this way of making everybody seem deeper than they really are like the the most shallowest person can put up something that's fairly fairly you know sensical and and thought out but but that's just for likes you feel me like so when I'm seeing all these people talk about cancel R. Kelly, mute R. Kelly, oh R. Kelly's this and that, R. Kelly's that and this, it's like, where was this energy two years ago? Not e- not even, that's not even jump back 15. Where was this energy two years ago? You feel me? In, in 2016, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I don't know math, obviously, because we're in 2019, but the year just started, don't blame me. But, um, yeah, so where was this energy in 2016, 2017 when... When nobody was thinking about R. Kelly, you feel me? You see, the thing with, about the people who did this documentary is they they pretty much had to stay silent for a, about a year or so while this documentary was getting put together. So they knew what what, what they said, and and I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that this was a, a marketing scheme that that probably dates back years of how they would put this together especially because lifetime is the network for you know domestic violence movies and kidnappings and and murdering and murders of of, of females and everything so the fact that that specific network decided to show this just lets me know that this was a major marketing scheme and I solely think this marketing scheme was probably made because it was it's exactly 15 years, maybe not to the date, but it's exactly 15 years since the sex tape trial. So realize that everything, everything is done for a reason. You feel me? Everything is these 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 TV executives. They're meticulous about how they do do things and how they present things to the world so i'm pretty sure there was so much footage that they've had there's so many they talked to so many people that a lot of that docuseries got left out so there's probably there's probably more stories that we don't know about whether good or bad well in this situation there's no good but i'm saying like probably did they had somebody 
who was like, yeah, well, everything that me and R. Kelly did was consensual. I wanted it. He never, he never did anything that I didn't want. That the thing about this situation is, where are those stories? Like, yes, I'm like understand this. I'm not, I'm not giving pedophilia a positive platform. There's in no way, shape, or form should you ever be looking at a child in in a sexual manner the way that R. Kelly has been alleged to do to have done. The only reason why I'm saying alleged is because he's been through the court of law. He's he he's did his trial. He's been found not guilty by a jury, by a, peer, uh, a jury of his peers. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna penalize him or or give him credit because at the end of the day, I still believe he's a sick motherfucker. But just like everybody else, I'm separating art from reality. You feel me? When Kanye West went on and said slavery was a choice people still went and proceeded to buy those Yeezy 350s people still went and proceeded to buy to excuse me download his album and every uh, and everybody else's album that fall under him who didn't who didn't back what he who didn't come and publi- publicly say public excuse me publicly detest what he said you feel me so it's not even about whether or not he 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 did it because in the court of law he didn't he's found now guilty but in the court of public opinion he did it 100%. So we're not going to get into whether if he did it or not what I'm trying to get into is the is I'm not I don't even want to say the facts but I'm trying to get into the the nooks and crannies of this story. What I don't understand is it's pretty much probably what everybody else doesn't understand. If you if you had this story about R. Kelly, if you knew he was this kind of person, why did you wait until Aaliyah died? He's put out maybe three three or four number one records, and and it's pretty much been solidified as the king of R. B. You you think somebody who is truly and and wholeheartedly ingrained into black culture is just going to be easily it's just going to be easily canceled? That that's what I don't understand about this whole mute R Kelly motion. It it's not going to work. You feel me? Like it can't work. You can't that's like that's like trying to erase Michael Jordan from black culture and basketball culture. You feel me? You can't do it because this is somebody so engraved into our DNA almost. You feel me? Almost almost all 90s babies were created to R. Kelly music. Almost. I'm not I don't I'm not gonna say all because I cause I think he came out in like nineteen ninety. So it so maybe it could be all of us. It could be all of us. But I'm an old soul, nigga, so I'm pretty sure I wasn't. But anyways, the facts of the matter are this. If if you if you let somebody who who has publicly been called out for doing these things to children cook 
so long where it's leading in into almost its third decade we don't expect for people to just be easily like yeah i could give it up cold turkey you feel me because at the end of the day look i believe i could fly the world's greatest the trapped in the closet series nigga one through 30 fucking two nigga fucking uh fiesta nigga feeling on your booty nigga that's my shit toya 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 toing that's my shit nigga <laughs> and at the end of the day i'm gonna fucking bump that shit as much as possible dog like because i love good music i can't stop listening to good music i can separate art from reality it's just like when michael jackson was was on trial for the sexual molestation uh case even though even though niggas knew from day one that was money that was a money grab you feel me from the first trial and then in in 1994 it was a money grab you feel me it, it, those those parents knew how much money michael had was making knew how much money michael was worth and just thought fuck it we going we going to get this weird nigga that's what they thought we going to get this weird nigga but niggas didn't realize that michael jackson was a real motherfucker you feel me? People people saw the light skin and, and the, the vitiligo and forgot that he was still a black fucking man at the end of the day. You feel me? You were, no black man is going to be out here fucking touching little boys. and I can't even say that because there are a bunch of black men out here that do that shit. And it's fucking disgusting. But Michael Jackson wasn't one of them. At the end of the day, try, trying to get R. Kelly removed from black culture is just like it, it, it was almost as the same as trying to remove michael jackson you couldn't he's too engraved into this culture and even though michael the, the two are different because michael was actually guilt excuse me not guilty you feel me? he actually didn't do a lot of the things that well none of the things that that he was being accused of r kelly is just in a boat where it's believable because of the fact that you married Aliyah knowing she was 15. He knew he knew she was 15 and he still and and he still went along with it and and basically fucking fucked his life up from right then and there. Look, I don't I don't care how mature somebody is for their age. I don't care how intelligent she is. I don't care how, excuse me, he or she is, because we we got to understand that this doesn't just happen to girls. It happens to boys, too. But being that the black community is told that that nobody cares about black women, you feel me? We're, we only, we're taught to to believe that none of this can happen to a little black boy. But it happens more than you believe. It happened to R. Kelly. That's why he's the way he is. But... Moving forward, the the if he if R. Kelly was the type of person to just never had did what he did, then may this we would be talking about this in a whole different light, you know? Like we wouldn't even be talking about this period, honestly. But I say that to say this: if we're canceling one. Make sure we keep we're canceling every other person who's either been accused or 
who's been kind of on that suspect list. You feel me? And right now, the person that's on that suspect list that I think niggas really need to start paying attention to is Drake. Because that nigga can seamlessly get away with anything. You feel me? He's 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 pretty much the new age R. Kelly, if you think about it. The the texting a fourteen year old girl, you feel me? And what do you what do you talk about as a as a as a grown man to a little girl? You feel me? Like what what it, what can y'all converse about? You know? My, Nick Cannon had a Vlad T V interview and he said something along the lines of R. Kelly probably interacts with the younger girls because mentally and, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mentally and um, it's not physically because obviously not true. But I guess mentally is what I'm trying to mentally. They're on the same level. Academically, they're on the same level. When the the things that the things that impress older women, like intelligence, stability, uh, you know, commitment, shit like that, he he he's not on because his brain doesn't catch up like that. Especially if people are saying that he's he's been you know he's. He can't. He could barely read and write, or it's hard for him to read and write. You feel me? So mentally, him and a fucking sixteen, seventeen-year-old girl are on the same wavelength. Age-wise, of course not, but mentally, they're on the same wavelength. All that jewels and 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 money and all that shit impresses sixteen-year-old girls, sixteen, seventeen-year-old girls. It won't impress a, a grown woman who got her shit together. Now that's not again that's not an excuse for him. But it's probably a little more deeper into his psyche, you know, into why he thinks the way he thinks. Couple that with the fact that he was molested as a child by a, a older gentleman. And it is it, it was he was a perfect storm waiting to happen. You feel me? you feel me? And when I say perfect storm, I'm not saying that it was a good thing that he did what he did. I'm saying perfect storm be because it every all it seems like all the the factors of a sexual predator seem to all happen to him. You feel me? He he isn't that he isn't that intelligent as far as academics. He 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 um he uses jewelry and flashy items to make him you know to make himself seem bigger and better than he is he was molested as a child you know so the fact that he is a famous singer was kind of like was kind of like that 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 bowl on top of a of a present or something you know or or the 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 cherry on top you feel me because it was like it was like he had the money and the power to pretty much get away with whatever he wanted to get away with now, a lot of people who who who've heard me, you know, speak about this on Facebook would probably say, "Oh well, you kind of defended him the whole weekend, so don't try to don't try to backpedal now and say he is a pedophile." No, I didn't defend him. I defended 
I defended a black man's legacy. That's what I defended. I defended the fact that y'all were pretty much Bill Cosby and him. You feel me? I, that's what I was defending. You, you, you were taking, you were taking people's word for. It. You were taking hearsay for, for stuff that you should have either knew about or something that you should have read up on. You know, like it. it uh, this R. Kelly thing should have never pu- shouldn't have gotten as big as it did. Even with even with the docu series, it shouldn't have blown out of proportion the way it did. Because the man has been sent to jail. Um, well, he probably spent a couple of days in jail. You know, they probably wasn't trying to give him, you know, any type of fucking bomb because this nigga's a millionaire. So he's definitely a flight risk. But so he 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 he's went through trial. He he did everything he needed. He had to do as far as you know, being found out guilty, he showed up to court, he testified, everybody, everybody that, that was a part of the case, did what they had to do on that case, the jurors, the, the, the attorneys, the judge, even the witnesses, everybody played their part, now, I'm not saying that it was a conspiracy to get them over, I'm just saying everybody played their part, and there's no fault to nobody, now, what I, what we need to understand is a, a a win of that magnitude. You feel me on a case of that of that seriousness level. People, he probably got a bigger head in it. He probably got a bigger head. Like maybe well shit. Maybe I can't get caught. So even so, if he did do it, if he did do all the other things, especially after that trial. The, with the whole meeting the, the the chick at the at the trial and and you know taking you know the whole sex slave dungeon shit if if he did all of that then then fuck that nigga for real you feel me like like I and I really mean that like fuck that nigga for real because to get off and then still be and still be the same demon that you were before that that's something i can't condone but does how does that make sense to anybody how does r kelly being on trial for child pornography turn into him being uh pretty much a fucking slave master and keeping slaves in his house how does that make sense to anybody like am i the only one who who doesn't who doesn't believe any of the sex slave stories because I don't get how how somebody from inside of that house can come out tell tell the world that R. Kelly's keeping me and other girls as sex slaves and then go promptly go back to the house. Because all of these parents that are on that were on the docuseries, they were crying and saying and saying that R. Kelly is holding their daughter hostage and and we've only talked to her one time. I've never heard of a hostage who got to talk to their parents. You feel me? And then on top of that, I, w- I was watching I was I was watching an encore episode and 
there was a a a pair a pair you know a couple on there who was saying that that she they they tried to reach out to their daughter numerous times and everybody and, and she never responded back to no texts no calls or nothing and I'm like so you didn't call the police and labor her missing or fucking dead at least so many things they could have did as parents to get their daughter back that they didn't you want to say you called and you texted but she wasn't responding and you didn't call the police and label that child as a runaway no but you you but another mother got the number from for r kelly spoke to r kelly personally and said remember who i am does that make sense to anybody or or am i the only one who's looking at that like what because how do you how do you one not only get the number but call the nigga and tell him to remember who i am uh if you was if you was a real parent, you would have been trying to find every nigga in your family you know to go to that motherfucker house and beat the shit out of him. That's a parent. Or maybe maybe that's just maybe it's two different things. Maybe people people out in other places aren't as tough as New York motherfuckers are because I don't have I don't have kids, but I know for a fact if I did have a daughter and and that situation would have happened and I was put in their shoes Oh, best believe every nigga that I knew would have been on my line. Like, look, we pulling up to this nigga crib ASAP. And I would have been out there with at least 100 motherfuckers. Because you're not going to hurt mine and then have me crying to the press talk about, oh, she don't want to come home to me. Da, da, da. She don't want to come home to you because she just doesn't want to come home. Have you, has anybody ever thought of that? You over here saying, talking about she's not responding and, he's, and she's being held hostage. You You can't hold somebody hostage who has a phone. <laughs> like like how you hold somebody hostage who has a phone like how does that work oh you mine you ain't leaving here's this phone don't call 911 what like what the, does that make sense to anybody bro like that shit does not make no type of sense to me so that's why i'm like at these last the last day day three episode five and six whatever you want to whatever you remember it as all these parents and these sex slaves and this dungeon thing that everybody's all on all that shit is a crock of bullshit bro because you're not telling me as a black parent you're letting your underage child just roam the streets freely bro even when i was 18 i had a fucking curfew. i'm lying i'm lying i didn't have a curfew at 18 but still if i did i would have respected that shit because i respect my mother you feel me so you so these parents is out here blaming even even though they have the right to blame the grown ass man because he knows better but these parents are out here basically putting blame on a on a person on another man for their lack of parenting because parents now want to be best friends with their children. It's R. Kelly's fault that they want to run out and run around. But of course, of course, because I've read everything and heard everything that's been said during this. We're going to call it now the R. Kelly weekend. That might be the fucking name of this episode, the R. Kelly weekend. But after, after this whole, after reading and hearing everything. I can't say so I can't say nothing like that because I'll be victim blaming. 
and and that's another thing that we have to stop. We have to stop labeling everything. Saying, act, being skeptical about something isn't victim blaming, because just because I say, well, did the girls lie about their age? Well, are are they telling their parents one thing and doing completely different? Well, are are they simply just not wanting, just don't want to go home because? Because like every girl in the world would do when they're around glitz and glamour, they're just pretty much in awe, especially at the fact that they're underage. Now, again, I, it, it, it sucks that I that I'm playing this side of it because, again, I'm, I don't condone pedophilia, bro. I don't condone niggas sleeping with underage girls. I don't condone none of that shit. But let's not act like the shit wasn't is something that's brand new in the community. You feel me? Like how many? Like like I, I like I even put off on on Facebook too went during the first week. I mean the first day of it of this this whole R Kelly thing. I knew so many girls in eighth grade, shit seventh grade, who was dating niggas who was nineteen, twenty, twenty one. The highest I heard was 28. You feel me? And this is to and this is to a girl who's 12, 13. So this is not unheard of. It's just you. It's just the world picks and chooses who they want to demonize. And and that shit has to stop, bro. We gotta stop picking and choosing when somebody, when somebody can be demonized, when somebody can be vilified. Because at the end of the day, more people are doing the shit that. Everybody is complaining about, and that's what I'm going to get into on my next topic. All right, let's get back into it. So, the next part of this R. Kelly weekend, I guess, that I want to speak about is the fact of who who gets vilified and who doesn't. The P, you know. Let's just. I'm not even gonna cut into the nuances of breaking this down. I'm just gonna get right out, flat out with it. This nigga Drake is, like I said, is pretty much becoming this new age R. Kelly. If you think about it, he's last year during the summer, sometime like August, maybe the end of August, a report came out saying that he's dating this 18 year old model, in which. He knew for two years. So, nigga, basic math, I tell you, 18 minus 2 is 16. So, you're telling me that Drake, the sixth god, you know, Mr. OVO himself, has been out here interacting with 16-year-olds? Oh, my God. that that's That's terrible, right? Oh, no, but it gets worse. The year, I think earlier in the year, earlier last year, maybe could have been, it could have been 2017, maybe. Another report, well, a report comes out saying that he's texting the, a 14-year-old star of the strange, uh, the 14-year-old female star of Stranger Things. What is it that you and a 14-year-old are talking about? I know for a fact I'm only 26, 27 in, in September. 
nigga, I don't have shit to talk about to a 14-year-old shit. I barely got shit to talk to about to a 16, 17, 18-year-old. <laughs> you feel me? And, and they're closer to my age than a 14-year-old is. So... What what are, what are you conversing with with a with a six with a fourteen year old, bro? What shit? Even a sixteen year old. So, again, do we do we vilify just people that I guess you can say have fallen off or are washed up now because they're falling off and washed up? Or do we demonize them because it's just simple to, for everybody to do? Because I figured, because how I'm thinking about it is, I think it's just so easy to demonize R. Kelly for the simple facts that it is a 20-year, a 20-plus year story. You know, if if this story was maybe two, three years and nobody really had any full proof or at least just not enough where people can be like, nah, it couldn't be. You feel me? I don't think nobody would feel how they feel. And and Drake and Drake proves it enough. You feel me? Because I guarantee you there's more people defending Drake now saying that we're you know, defending him and justifying whatever it is that he done because, you know, they love Drake. And, and R. Kelly's just some old, washed-up, 50-year-old singer, you feel me, who had a who had a, a slew of hits in the 90s, but he isn't Drake, he isn't Aubrey Graham, and it's like, and it's like, bro, nigga, I don't give a fuck who you are, you should not be texting no 14-year-old girl, you should not be interacting with no 16-year-old girl, wait, waiting for two years for she to turn 18, so you can, you know, slot, get in where you fit in, if you know what I mean. You feel me? You, you shouldn't be doing that. There's, there's no place on this planet where that should be acceptable. There, this, this isn't the, the fucking, this isn't 1901, dog, where niggas gotta sell, where niggas can sell, give a pig to a fucking farmer and take his 13-year-old virgin daughter and to be his wife. This isn't we ain't living in those day and ages, bro. You don't we you don't groom a young girl is what I'm basically saying. You don't talk to her from a young age and in hopes of watching her grow and get older and and more attractive just to just to wait till she turns 18 so that way you can promptly put your two cent in. You feel me or or get in, like I said, get in where you fit in. You feel me? You shouldn't be doing things like that. That shit is wrong on so many levels. You feel me? Even, and to an extent, I'm not going to say it's worse, but it's kind of just as bad because you, because I feel like people will defend him in the sense of he's not that type of person. How do you know what any type of person is? You feel me? R. Kelly... Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird when you, when you think about it because he he talks about how he would he would sip out of his mother's coffee on the lipstick side and that's kind of it's kind of like for lack of better terms it's kind of fucking icky right that's that's, that's icky vicky son word like I don't I I don't I don't I don't I don't get that 
Like, nigga, even even if I drink off a water bottle for my mom, I'm still kind of, you know, like, let me wipe the top. Let me wipe this part off. Because you feel me? It's something about, even though it's your parent and you shared a DNA with them regardless, it's something weird about, you know, just doing that. It's, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's odd. But still, he, he, you could tell he was off. His, his, his rockers was off right then, then and there. But at the same time, that man is a musical genius. He is a musical genius. And to some people, Drake is a musical genius. And I can understand that. But why is it that we go, we're going so hard on R. Kelly, but everybody's silent about Drake? Even even to even go further, go a little further back with Jay Z and Beyonce. Jay Z was twenty nine, thirty. I am a sixteen year old Beyonce. Don't believe whatever report saying she was eighteen, whatever they, because Beyonce's age has fluctuated throughout the decades. So she could be she could be two years older, she could be two years younger. We don't know. But at the end of the day. He was talking to an underage girl. But this is Jay-Z and Beyonce. This is relationship goals. This is the Carters. You feel me? This is, this is every female's favorite family. Every female's favorite couple. This is who they aspire to be like. So, of course, shh, it's going to be silent on that tip. You feel me? Nobody... Nobody is gonna is gonna make a big deal or a fuss about that because it's people that care about. Just like with Drake, we ain't gonna make a big fuss about him dating or well not dating him about him interacting and talking to a sixteen year old until she's pretty much eighteen. You feel me? Or or texting a fourteen year old and having having long conversations. You feel me? Nobody's gonna bat an eye about about that because they love him. You feel me, and and that's why I say the the social media age is is fucking disgusting because people only care about certain things until it's somebody they care about. You feel me? Throughout the whole weekend, everybody cared about R. Kelly and pedophilia and and sexual assault, but the minute niggas put out evidence on Drake kissing that girl. You know, grinding his dick into that into her ass and grabbing her titties and all that, and and then finding out she was seventeen before sticking his tongue in her mouth. You feel me? I'm exaggerating with the tongue in her mouth thing. It was it was a it was a peck on the lips. It, you feel me? But the way he kissed her and the way if you looked at the video, you can tell he's done that before. He's t- he's taking he's taking sixteen seventeen year old girls put him on stage and did all of that before because no man hears no grown man hears no grown man who is successful or a rising star hears oh i'm 17 and then proceeds to say oh i don't want to go to jail i don't want to go to jail then kisses her then kisses the 17 year old on both cheeks the forehead then kisses her on the lips that's that's no that's no man who's not some sort of person who are, who looks for the underage girl or the the teenage girl, I should say. Because if if 
as soon as I hear 17, bro, nigga, you gotta get, you gotta go way out of my presence, cause it's, it's, it's just that real, bro, like, you, you shouldn't be interacting with a 17-year-old no matter how mature she looks, no matter how good she looks, no matter, no matter how mature her body may be, nothing in this world should make you attract be attracted to a 17 year old nothing matter of fact the fact that in the fact that certain states give legal consent age at 17 needs to change legal consent age shouldn't be any age that has the the word teen in it i'm sorry 18 and 19 included i don't care that that that's legal adult age that if you if you still have the possibility to be in high school we shouldn't be interacting. That's a fact. You feel me? That that's that's not me being funny. That's that's just a fact. If if you have the propensity to still be to still not have gotten your your cap and gown for your high school diploma, we should not be interacting. But to celebrities, societal norms don't apply. So to Drake him kissing a 17-year-old on the lips or him texting a 14-year-old doesn't apply to him. Why? Because he's Drake. And that's just how celebrities think. It's not me. It's not me assuming. It's not me. It's not me just, you know, throwing words in the air. But this is how celebrities think. Just, just look at it. Just look at all the celebrities who've been accused of sexual assault. In the last couple of years, they are men of high dominance in their fields. They are pretty much the top dogs, and they pretty much do and get whatever they want. That's just what it is in Hollywood. Shit, in America, I should say. I can't even say Hollywood. In America, the rich, the, rich, the powerful, and the attractive, they get whatever they want. No matter what, you feel me, and it, and it's a shame because because then you'll hear because then we have women who who are like all niggas ain't shit because they attract because they attract and are attracted to one type of nigga. But I digress on that part. Moving forward, my next thing that I want to talk about just to wrap up this episode is simply the the outcry. And, and pouring of, I guess, sympathy for the for these victims that all of these celebrities are now deciding to speak up and, and say, and, you know, and, and, and have conversations about. I'm with the with the first part of the docuseries. When I read an article about I read an article um, from Questlove. The drummer from the Roots, the Afro. Everybody should know that guy. Um, read an article where he said the producers of the docu series wanted him to basically go do an interview and pretty much praise R. Kelly's musical genius. And he pretty much was like, "No, I'm not praising a man's musical genius when he hurts teenage girls. He hurts little girls." <laughs> Excuse me. And 
from reading that small article, I realized that this whole docu-series, the six parts, being it being three days, you know, two hours each day, it was designed, it, it, it literally programmed y'all into this extra hatred for R. Kelly. That's why I say TV is a, is a very corrupt place, and I try not to watch actual cable television anymore because it, it really doesn't do good, do much for anybody. That's why I stick to just watching movies and shit because at least movies is, is two hours. You got to sit down, focus, and pay attention to things. So I'd rather just watch a movie than watch actual television. You feel me? Because I've, nothing good comes from that. That shit... All the shit that they told us as a kid, talking about it'll rot your brain, I believe it. You feel me? That shit really does rot your brain. But it literally, those these three days literally programmed you to have this hatred for a man over stories that, like I said, are going on its 30th year. We're going into, to, stories are going into its third decade of being known and it's like in 2019 now everybody wants to have this outrage t- towards something that has been in the black community since nigga slavery honestly because if you knew your if you knew your black history if you knew your hit yo I'm not even gonna say black history if you knew your history then you would know that slave owners would make would make the strongest and the most fertile no matter what age you feel me no matter what age and being that younger girls are kind of more fertile than older women and can carry children can carry can carry more pregnancies for a longer period of time you know can carry more pregnancies for longer periods of times it was more profitable for the slave business you feel me because obviously more slaves equals more money so even though that was for a forceful thing older men and younger girls is something that's been i guess you if you i guess you have to say systematically embedded in the into the black community it's been systematically embedded into the black community now does that make it right fuck no if you if you hurt a little girl, you need to die. Period. I think you need to die. So if that's me saying that R. Kelly needs to die, then so fucking be it. If that's me saying Drake needs to die, then so fucking be it. Because hurting, hurting teenage girls and manipulating them, manipu- manipulating them into into doing things that you want to do, is something that should be punishable by death. Especially be when you're you're taking their bodies and and ruining their lives in the process. But like I said, it, something of that magnitude of younger men—I mean, older men, younger women—has been has been drilled into this community. And I'm not even—I don't. I can't even really say into just our community because it's in a lot of communities. Older men, younger women, girls basically, is in a lot of communities. In foreign countries, third world countries, 
older men sleep with younger women because it's allowed. You feel me? America is probably one of the only countries. I'm not, and don't quote me on this, but America is probably one of the only countries that actually criminalize pedophilia. You feel me? It could be, it could be criminalized all over the world, but I'm pretty sure in some under the rock corner of this of this earth they don't they haven't gotten the memo that you you don't sleep with children you know you, you don't sleep with kids that's 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 wrong you know that's just something you don't do but at, at the same time like i said america america criminalizes things even after you've been found not guilty in the court of law and that's and that's why i feel like these this docu series all this docu series did was continue to want to tarnish R. Kelly's legacy because let first of all let's speak about this whole new R. Kelly shit in in the first place. So one day a a, a random lady just decided to wake up in the morning. She probably had her coffee, did her hair, you feel me, brushed her teeth, got dressed, went to work. Walked by a radio station that was playing, or walked by a store that was playing, I believe I could fly, and was just like mute R. Kelly. Cause I don't get how something of this magnitude can get, can just start with a hashtag. That's that's where I don't understand because this whole R. Kelly debacle started with a fucking hashtag. Granted, it started 20 years ago. You feel me with Aaliyah. With the Aaliyah situation, but it's revitalized itself over a fucking hashtag. Like, is it is it me or am I the is, 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 am I just solely the only one who who never understands how a hashtag or a tweet or or a post from or just a post can ruin somebody's career? Ruin somebody's legacy, ruin somebody's life essentially, because if if that was the case, then I'd be using hashtags on a lot of motherfuckers because a lot of niggas need to go. We need to get a lot of niggas out the paint. But I don't get how one hashtag can turn into a six-part docu series three years later, about three four years later. How can one lady saying mute R. Kelly uh, set off a domino effect of his music being pulled from stations and 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 then Lifetime wanting to show a six part docu series on on him and then and then and then when you think about the title Surviving R. Kelly, you make it seem like. R. Kelly was the Holocaust or the plague or or something that that was massive in in fucking in size because you gotta understand when you say surviving that means that means there was some that means he he was this just this big undeniable monster. And, and yes, 
sleeping with underage girls does make you a monster. But but there's there's things in words that psychologically automatically make you make you make your emotions jump into things instead of logic. When you say when you put to the world something as broad as surviving R. Kelly, you make him seem like he's the devil himself. And there's no other and and fuck fuck all the other sexual predators. He's the one that we need to focus on. And that's my problem. That's what I mean by demonizing black men and and and, and the way the black community can single handedly come together when they wanna get somebody out the paint, but they can't come together to support support black support real black shit like black businesses and and black black owned just anything black owned you feel me putting money back into their communities they they don't care about the everyday life of being black in america but best believe if there's a situation going on where black people can band together and not like one thing oh black people are going to band together and not like that shit that's the problem with this community the problem with this community is we got our eyes focused and our anger focused at the wrong fucking thing like you're like yes okay we get it pedophilia and sexual assault is a problem in the black community wholeheartedly understand that but when are we going to start acknowledging the day-to-day shit of, of the black community you feel me the the killing of each other and yeah i know when you put when you put a bunch of fucking crabs in a bucket nigga they don't understand that they're crabs nigga all they understand is getting out you feel me so i get that i get the whole crabs in the barrel uh theory you know applies to the hood it applies to to our community you know of course we're going to kill who's closest in proximity to us 100 makes 100 percent sense mexicans kill mexicans asians kill asians whites kill whites you feel me i didn't mean to just broadly say mexicans latinos or latin people kill latin people is it's just what it is maybe not in new york city because this is a diverse place but it in the black community it, it, we i get it now it's black on black crime isn't really a thing because nigga we're just surrounded by all of us so of course if crime is a thing it shouldn't be it shouldn't be based on the you know skin color but what i'm saying is that we we are too easily we are too easily divided and then too easily banded together over the wrong things because we can't we can't be separate on the day-to-days of black life but then when we but then when there's something that everybody equally hates we're all together and we all understand one another because at the end of the day black people don't give a fuck about black people point blank period there's no there's no there's no mincing of words with that it's the truth black people do not care about black people and and have it 
and and but that's not our that's not our fault. You feel me? It it is not fault. That's that's the system, the systematic oppression that has came in and decided to destroy the black household. But I'm I'm wrapping this episode up on that. So again, I'm not I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna stop listening to R. Kelly because I'm not. You feel me? I I don't want to stop listening to R. Kelly because again, I'm with this one. I'm separating art from reality, separating music from the the man, just like y'all did with Kanye with the whole slavery was a choice thing. You separated art from reality then. So why can't I separate art from reality now? I can hate him as a human, but still love the music. You feel me? It's just what it is. So, in conclusion, just to end this shit off, for real, fuck R. Kelly, the, the man. Fucking fuck Robert Kelly, because that nigga is an asshole, and he needs to be castrated. Cause, because... Look, if if people have been saying something about you for twenty years, it gotta be some truth to it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> word, like, if somebody been saying, "Yo, Mike Mike's dad has been loving football since two thousand, and and they know that I've been speaking and and playing football, speaking about and playing football since two thousand, nigga, they." They got some 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 legs to stand on. Now, do I believe every story? Fuck no. It, it, I would be a fool to believe every story. But the stories that I do believe make me say, fuck Robert Kelly as a person. The, like I said, the Aaliyah thing is, is public knowledge. It's on paper. You can look that up. So, the Aaliyah thing... Sex tape thing, cause it was that nigga, bro. I don't give a fuck who, and and that's another thing. People keep saying, talking about his brothers. Look, his the younger one, that nigga want he wants to be R. Kelly, and the older one just wants to get the fuck out of jail. So now, with that being said, this has been episode one of the Funny But Facts podcast. If you stayed this far and listened this long. I appreciate you. May God bless you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll be back next week. Peace.